The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast, but we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for listening. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. There are plenty of different designs available, so there is guaranteed to be something you love. To show your love of Dum Dums and Dice, go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B. D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back? Redbubble.com slash people slash dumb dumb dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers. Welcome to One Shots, a Dumb Dumbs and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one-shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ One Shot, and I'm here to welcome you back to Avernus. This arc is going to feature our DM, Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Werner Ragnarok, Tyler Hewitt as Hambone, and Laura Elizabeth as the murder grandma, Maud Buggins. 
The Stain have been forced to defend the Wandering Emporium from Bell's encroaching horde. Hambone used a hell rod as a quarterstaff, Werner's Mad Maggie given powers deserted him, and Maud was saved from certain death by Lulu in her mammoth form. How will the siege change now that Zeriel's airship has arrived? Nobody knows cause it's one shot! <laughs> Avernus edition! The siege of the Wandering Emporium was going pretty well for the Wandering Emporium. Uh, and Mahadi thought the arrival of Zeriel could only mean more assistance. After all, she'd rented out his conference rooms and suites many times. Uh, many of her fellow archdevils and her had several very disappointing continental breakfasts there. They all saved several dollars, which didn't lower their bills. Um, and Mahadi's not used to being wrong. Uh, he was wrong when he started dating Theonor and brought her down and like showed her his cool ride because she stole it. <laughs> um, he's been wrong with a couple of the deals he's made. But in the Blood War, he thought he was on the right side. That is until Zeriel's missile pods started striking the Wandering Emporium. Because the thing about Zeriel and her army is at this point, if it isn't on her team... It dies. So above you, the ceiling begins to collapse. The entire building begins to shake as missiles start exploding with like screams of torment uh, against the side of the Emporium. All of you are classic Star Trek thrown to the side. <laughs> um, you do a stumble. Uh, the Vrocks are still stumbling. The one that's stunned just doesn't awkward like <laughs> across the floor. <laughs> um, and um, uh, Mahadi's like looking up the roof. He's like, the the fuck? No! Um, and his tiger face is very upset. Um, Hambone and Werner, you kind of look to each other. Um, and honestly, at this height, you're probably pretty boned. Uh, until you hear um, a screaming trumpet um, and a rock head comes flying up over the lip uh, and rolls uh, like and bumps up against your foot. And as you look up, um, a blood-spattered giant golden flying mammoth with a screaming, smiling dwarven woman on top um, <laughs> arrives just kind of floating there. And Lulu's like, what are y'all waiting for? Hop on! Apparently we're going to go rage! Uh, okay. And <laughs> Hambone jumps. For the first time in a long time. I second that okay. <laughs> uh, and then I jump on as well. How, how do we resolve this poisoning, Tom? Should I, I'll use my bardic inspiration and wipe the poison away, or what do you uh, want to do? Sure, yes. You, you, you just you clench real hard. <laughs> and as, as tired of this world as you are, you realize that maybe there's still something you need to do. So take a final d4 of damage. Uh, so one more point of damage, and you shake the poison. Cool. Um, you you kind of like hork up the last of the spores and you spit it onto the ash pile um, alongside mods um, and do you uh, you book it um, and the three of you kind of leap or the two of you rather leap up onto um, Lulu and um, <clears throat> uh, Mahadi's like wait where are you going we're going to get the job done before we all die and become nothing. 
sounds dope. I'll come too. Um, so he runs and uh, leaps up onto her back. Um, Lulu's already flying away. <laughs> uh, so he like grabs onto her tail. So he's doing a full like Rizzo and Gonzo traveling through uh, <laughs> Christmas Carol, just hanging yeah. off Lulu's tail. And Lulu's like, Whoa, that's a um, shit. That's his voice. <clears throat> well, that's an unpleasant sensation for all involved. I guess you'll have a tale to tell later. <laughs> that's a little holophant joke. Um, and then she like swoops low, um, and he's like hanging off, like firing at demons. She's like stepping on their heads, oh, um, as as she goes, just uh, just stopping them. Um, in the distance, larger than you remember him from the dreamscape, uh, you see Yizanu? Yinagu? Um, And he's just kind of uh, like pointing at uh, Zeriel's airship. Um, and you can see just these massive kind of like um, horrific six-legged, um, like think uh, Dubax from Star Wars, just like giant uh, like reptilian rhinoceri with cannons on their backs, just starting to shift away from the wandering Emporium and line up shots on um, Zeriel's airship. Um, and the devil warriors who are dropping are just like sprinting into combat. You see kind of a new with um, long pole arms with blades on the side. And there's just like, you can tell that this has somehow become like a flashpoint in the, in the blood war. Um, so the three of you are riding on our back. What do you want to do while you're going? You actually don't have to do anything. This is a pretty swirling combat. You're going to have to pass by Zeriel's airship, her flying fortress, in order to um, make it to the Temple of the Sword. Um, is there anything you want to do as you're flying along in the back? Uh, I have questions for Lulu if she's up for answering them while she stomps heads and flies. I don't need my mouth to stomp heads. Okay. Just need these big old elephant toes. <laughs> <laughs> they keep popping like grapes. Uh, Lulu, I have one of the nine adamantine rods, and uh, when I struck a uh, rock with it, um, light exploded out of him. Oh, Zariel used to be able to do that all the time back when she was good. That's some divine light. That's some, some angelic shit. Oh, that could be helpful. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about the, the companion or, or what she's done since she's been down here, but... That that used to be the kind of power she wielded. Maybe you could still bring that back to her. I don't know. Uh, okay, good well, to know. What's it for? Uh, it's Other for, than killing. It's uh, when all nine of them are used to pierce the companion. Some kind of terrible beast comes out. Oh, damn. Well, from the sounds of things, maybe it's not a terrible beast. Maybe it's something good. Uh, well, I, 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 I tap think Mon that on the shoulder in the back sailed. and I'm like... Maybe Zeriel is inside the companion and this is some sort of spooky lie. I'm just, I'm, I'm still raging. <laughs> just foaming at the mouth. Yeah, just, and, and basically. Then just, and in my head, Prodigy's Breathe is oh, playing, yeah, but it's just one. going rage with me. Oh, yeah. man. Someone fired up Big Shiny Tunes, just, too. Just, <laughs> yes. And I like. Just, just so you're aware. Werner just gives her a nod and a thumbs up and then just turns back to listening. So um, as this is all happening, um, the armies of, uh, like, the Demonic Horde, uh, East News Army, they're, like, throwing spears and arrows into um, into Lulu. But she's just kind of shrugging them off. And, Maude, I, I kind of like to imagine this as you just, like, plucking out ammo from her hide and tossing it back. <laughs> um, so go ahead and roll me uh, three uh, range attacks, please. All right. It's 
plus, I can add strength, right? Yep. Eighteen, eight, and another eighteen. Great. So, um, generally speaking, since you got two out of the three, uh, this is this is a very target-rich environment, and it's. I think you're not even aware that you're plucking these out of Lulu. It's just <laughs> like um, uh, fucking uh, Kylo Ren reaching for that lightsaber behind his back. It's just like you just keep finding javelins <laughs> in your hands, <laughs> and like some of them are axes, and some of them are, are swords that have literally just been stuck into her because she's flying that low. Oh my god! Um, and you're just whipping weapons and just having a grand old time. Werner, what are you doing? Uh, Werner would be uh, basically returning fire on anybody who's firing on him directly, but his big thing would be watching the airship because Zeriel shot up the Wandering Emporium. He doesn't know the rules on how that affects them. Seems to like Hambone, but we have the guy who owns this place up Lulu's ass. Like, just a lot of, like, sniper on Overwatch kind of thing. Sure. So I think rather than shooting anyone, for you, this very much is the, like... Yeah, like, it's the sniper on Overwatch. It's, um... Anytime in like a movie where there's like a boat moving down river and there's clearly people lining up shots on them and it's just like, I know there's ambush everywhere, but nothing is directly attacking you. Everyone seems to be going after Lulu because, you know, big gold. Big. Yeah. <laughs> Murder Dumbo. Yeah. <laughs> clearly not evil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I should also note there's like a trail of like sparkles behind her as she moves. She's really quite adorable. Uh, <laughs> as she pops heads like grapes. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, so it, it's very much like a, a, a ready and waiting. Can you roll me a perception check, please? Uh, what, what is it about? Just cause uh, I'm... It's not about hell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing that happens. It happened. is about <laughs> demons, though. Which are part of my favored enemies. Uh, I have intelligence checks to recall info, which is different than what I'm doing. <laughs> Would have been great. Uh, all right. Yeah. I was going to say, if you'd been in a siege, you might know what's up, but I don't think you've ever... That seems like a lot of civilization. Perception is 18. 18. Okay, so you can see these cannons um, lining up, um, <clears throat> and it seems that um, Yiginu's army is... A lot of its heavy artillery is actively spending the time. They're not doing the, like, um, like 40K orc thing, where it's just like, wah, fire all things. It's clearly like he is, he is going to drop this fortress if he can. Um, the flying fortress, meanwhile, is just like, like think like, um, like cutting lasers, cutting across the field, um, the rocket pods, uh, again, none of this is technology based. It's all like weird demonic hell energy or devilish hell energy, I guess. Uh, everything seems powered by souls on this thing. Like it seems like the, the perf, this flying fortress is the perfect version of what the war machines aim to be. Okay. Um, based on your knowledge of artillery, you don't see anything countermeasure-y uh, enough to stop these weapons. You so feel like it's going to take... They're going to bolt, so they're going to get fucked. Yeah, yep. those are the options. Uh, Handbone. Um, I'm going <laughs> to use the monk ability wholeness of body and heal 18 points of damage. Because in case you guys don't remember, um, Handbone is a fragile little baby boy <laughs> of, a, of a monk. Uh, so he's back up to almost full health at 51 hit points. <laughs> so I like adorable. to imagine this is you like very delicately hand boning and each time you like slap a wound and you take your hand away, the wound is healed. Yeah. 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 
It's like swatting mosquitoes, <laughs> right? But uh, it's yeah. where they're biting is where I'm wounded. Yeah, yeah, I have more health than you, and I'm almost 30 points damaged. Yeah, I know. I, I, I should I have healed a- myself, but Vern is a paranoid man. He can't not pay attention to his surroundings. I'm somehow at full health. Rage. Rage, 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 It's partially because you fell off a Yeah, off this church <laughs> wasn't really involved in anything for a the, while. The Vrock knew the that fall would kill you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Idiot. So, um... You are coming up now on the um, Flying Fortress. Uh, I'm going to say... Because Lulu's not going to roll for this. Maud, you're pretty much driving Lulu, so I'm going to give this check to you. Cool. Um, You can tell there's a a bunch of, like, weapons batteries aiming towards Lulu. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I will let you roll a dexterity save to try and like maneuver around them or a con save to force your way through. Uh, I'm going to do a con save. Okay, go ahead. And that is dirty 20. Dirty 20. All right. Um, So um, Lulu's like, what do you think, Maud? Do we go around or do we go through? This is no time for subtlety. You're goddamn right. Rage. <laughs> um, and with a, a mighty trumpet, uh, she flies into the fray. So um, <clears throat> you guys are going to take half damage on this. Um, but go ahead. Uh, so I rolled 15. Uh, so take seven. Um, as uh, the barrage just like slams into Lulu and, and all of you. She kind of rears up and takes a lot of the hits. But um, it's, a, it's a rough ride. Um, as you're kind of like, because basically you're like flying into machine gun fire at this point. Um, and then Werner, as you're continuing to like, uh, you know, spit up blood from being hit so much, um, and being wounded already, um, you look back and you can see that, um, Iganu seems to have like batteries of like various, uh, heroic looking Folks uh, look like they, they would have been great warriors strapped into them. <clears throat> and suddenly all of them um, scream in kind of a horrible chorus. Even at this distance, you can hear um, as they begin to shrivel and these cannons begin to light up with like a massive crackling green energy. Whoa. And um, as they do, all of them open fire and it's like just concentrated fire on the flying fortress. Um there is a um, a sound uh, like stone cracking. Um, it's massive. It is um, ear shattering. And then for a second, there's absolute silence as um, all of these green crackling beams hit the flying fortress. Um, you see it before you massively at this point because you're close. And then suddenly um, it breaks apart into small sort of little bits that seem to almost float for a second. Um, almost as though the entire thing is shattered from inside. If you've ever seen anything explode underwater, it's kind of that effect mm-hmm. um, for just a hot second. Um, and then sound comes back and the entire fortress just like fire bursts through the center um, and the entire thing erupts. Uh, so everybody go ahead and roll me a uh, save of your choice. Um <clears throat> Not wisdom. <laughs> I need uh, Dex or oh, Nat one um, or Con. Con. Yep, twenty five on Dex for Werner. Yep, thirteen Con. Okay, 
uh, split the difference of that 25 and send a little bit old ham bones away? Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, that's such a sad number. Yeah, yeah. Maude is driving, tries to brave it. I lean aside, and that's when you get yeah. I'm just like, what's that? Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Um, there is a, a blast, just a shock wave of, of energy as the, the flying fortress erupts. Um, and as, as Werner ducks, um, hand bone, you unfortunately are, are caught in the blast. Um, glad I healed those 18 points. I'm sure it's coming down even further now. Uh, that's a safe assumption. Um, <laughs> hand bone. Oof. Uh, you're going to take 21 points of damage, <laughs> um, because you rolled a one as, as you, you're in the blast. Um, you're for a second, your vision, um, uh, turns white uh, just from from the sheer sort of shock of it. Um, but like an after image, you just see um, a black glowing shape uh, in the center of your vision. Um, and then you realize that your your face feels hot. Um, and as you you reach up a hand, you realize that uh, your skin has begin begun to melt uh, and your ears have burned away. <gasps> no. That was Laura. <laughs> uh, I'll uh, I'll cast Cure Wounds just to get some fucking HP back, but also to just kind of keep the rest of my yeah, face so, so where it belongs. Yeah, your face goes from like starting to Indiana Jones to, <laughs> to freezing and kind of reshaping. Um, and as everything blasts outward, um, all of you look up um, and see massive beating wings um, and a... Uh, a creature who appears to have uh, looks like someone who like took a step and then like stepped off a step and is just like slightly off balance. Um, but not in any serious or concerned way. Um, she's holding a uh, flail in one hand um, and uh, her eyes weep molten fire. Uh, and for the first time, the two of you, Hambone and Werner, uh, sorry, uh, Maud and Werner uh, lay eyes on Zariel who looks, frankly, more pissed off than hurt. Um, and um, she sort of swings her, her flail twice, holds up her mighty warhammer, um, and uh, just screams, This ends! Um, and with uh, the sound of a bone breaking, um, she shoots past you, um, zooming through the, the, the sort of rubble and corpses that are raining down around you as Lulu kind of swoops through them um, and seems to be driving straight for Yiganu. Um Lulu has tears streaming down her face um, as she continues to fly through the rubble um, as the fortress just kind of collapses around you. Um, and uh, she just says, oh, she, she's more horrible than I could have imagined. How far she's fallen. Um, and with that, you kind of zip past uh, the rest of the combat, and behind you, you can hear just like the clash of titans as uh, as um, Ignu and and Zeriel begin to fight. Um, you arrive at finally at um, the place that Lulu planted the sword, um, a massive reddish scab. Um, she lands, and um, Mahadi, uh, who is now just drenched in blood, like he's just like a <laughs> wet cat of blood, uh, various colors. Um, his robes are all torn up. Uh, he lost the guns at some point. Now it's just claws. And he's like, okay, that was uh, 
quite a thing. <laughs> not great. <laughs> not not great. I'll uh, I'll hold things down here, and as you you kind of like look back towards the battle, you can see a bunch of things starting to pull off towards you, um, and and start making their way towards the the scab. Um, and uh, he turns back and he's like, "Go get what you came for, and hopefully we'll find a way to end all this. Go back to business." <sighs> Try our lunch before. Oh, who am I kidding? It's gone. Um, <laughs> they just pops his claws and kind of drops into a fighting stance as you see kind of puffs of smoke and hear the screams of war machines driving your way. Hi, everyone. This is Laura here. I'm not totally sure what to say because Ryan is making me do this because I'm sitting here and we're about to record. But if you want to help to join in and possibly mess me up, uh, you can throw some fun into the mix at patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice and join our community have a say in what happens in the show and a bunch of other stuff so come check it out and make my life better or worse who knows um so the three of you have a moment to collect yourselves before you go in this is not a short rest this is not a long rest but you can use some hit die if you want oh yeah i'll uh, use hit cool. die will do okay None of us are going to object to that idea. <laughs> These hit die fucking suck. <laughs> there we go. That's a good one. Whew. All right. I used them all, but I'm back, baby. Werner stops spitting blood and starts just shaking it onto the ground. <laughs> spitting rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Werner, and I'm here to say, oh, God, I don't want to try to improvise rap as him. It's going to be so slow. You can't give out hit points, eh? <laughs> hit name, dice, some of your own. My name is Werner, and I'm here to say... We're going to burn hell in a farner way. <laughs> Ragnarok. Um, <laughs> I, 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 can I cast Cure Wounds on, yeah, on Maud if goes. she doesn't yep. have any? Uh, no, 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 no. I was talking about you guys. If you could... I, I'm full health. Oh, no, yeah. we're fine. So we're I used giving you her I'm, a, I'm a hundo PP. Oh, you are. Okay. I'm good. I got there on eventually. <laughs> 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 All right, then I think I'll healed up and then it's... We, I like look at the castle. Werner looks over and he looks back. He says, "Once more, unto the breach, dear friends." Okay. What's a breach? I saw it in the play. Let's fucking go. Um, you use your rapier to cut a breach in the bleeding <laughs> citadel scab. Um, Gross. Uh, you step inside, <laughs> and it, immediately you're just hit by a wave of, for lack of a better term, moist air. Um, it's, it's very swampy in here. Um, and inside you can see, um, a, it's almost got like, uh, you know, the, in the upside down in, um, stranger things, how there's just like particles in the air. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's that they're kind of like red and fleshy. Um, it's, <laughs> it's real not nice in here. Um, like the, before you, down. you can see a gore soaked, um, citadel that would have been blindingly white, almost made of marble. Like think, um, kind of like idealized ancient Greece, like just would have been a, a beautiful okay, 
Would have been at home in a white deck and magic, like just a real, um, uh, white like and magic. fucking Gondor level temple of time, legend of Zelda. Uh, yeah, kind exactly. Of thing. There yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, but instead it's, it's, uh, kind of gore soaked and there are giant spiky black chains wrapping it. Um, and you can see just kind of through the murk, um, massive black tentacles slapping against the building from the far side. So, the building's up a small hill. On the other side, there seems to be a massive bulk of creature, roughly the size of the hill, um, kind of moving through these reddish clouds. Is it on a, the whole way around, or we've got a path to it with a, uh, the you, creature, the, theoretically? The citadel is between you and it. Okay. Um, is and it, it attacking the citadel? It is. You can you can hear a voice be like, come on! <laughs> come, f- f- come on! Fucking open up! Ha. Huh. Come on. Someone else shares our goals. We need to move quickly before the tentacle creature can steal our future. Maybe we can help each other. You make me so angry. It's like you can't learn. I'm amazed you can write. I I learn from every mistake I make, but I always want to give new faces a chance. That's not learning when so many of them have betrayed us in a row. Oh, it's just called having a code. What's your code? I'd love to hear it. Uh, always strive to gain new experiences and give everyone a chance. I hate you. How did we ever work together? I gave you a chance. Are we... (laughs) (laughs) Killing blow. (laughs) Didn't even have to spend a key point. <laughs> and Werner internally decides that if one of the three of us has to go before the end of this journey, it's Hambone. <laughs> <laughs> but you wish you thought of that before you killed Mad Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> Werner does not respond to his subconscious thinking about him. <laughs> um, the three of you uh, begin to move towards the Citadel. Um, can you go ahead and roll me stealth checks, please? Basically, the way to think of this is like, if uh, a mix between Godzilla and a Cthulhu monster were attacking something in the mist and you're far <laughs> enough away from it, y- you won't like the odds of you actually attracting it are low. So you've got okay. pretty good odds here, but you could still get its attention. Yeah. Uh, 17 for Hambone. Yep. 22 for Mott. Oh, she stopped raging. <laughs> uh, obviously. <laughs> Quiet! <laughs> <laughs> a 24 for Vernon. Great. Yeah, so um, you guys are able to approach the Citadel just fine. Um, again, you're moving through just a squingy-ass fucking swamp of, of muck. Um, and uh, you think you, you see bones and, and uh, armor here and there as you move. Um, you uh, finally reach the Citadel, um, and you see um, just like soaked through waterlogged doors kind of um, hanging open. Um, that said, they're, they're human-sized, so of no use to the giant monster, <laughs> but perhaps of use to you. Um, you make your way through them, um, and you find yourself in, um, for lack of a better term, like this would theoretically be, if you were building a, like a, a cathedral, um, kind of the entry hallway. Um, it's all internal, so these windows don't look out side, um, but it's a long hallway with stained glass images, um, sort of depicting, um, the, uh, the, the great deeds of Zeriel uh, on one side, on the other side, um, you see the fall of Zeriel. 
Um, mm. You remember Lulu saying that this entire citadel sprung up around the sword, or at least that, that's what you've been able to piece together from what you've, you've spoken to her about. Um, but it seems like the as her story has continued, the citadel has taken on more and more elements of of kind of what has has occurred. Um, so weirdly, under the the angelic light of of Zariel's fall, um, you make your way forward, um, sort of down this long hallway. Um, you can feel the building shake each time the monster hits it, but it's odd because it's um, it's a little bit like if you've ever been in like a solid building when someone's been like blasting nearby. Mm-hmm. It shakes, but it you don't get the sense like it's not like rubbles falling from the ceiling or anything. It's right. It's holding pretty. It's strong. holding it perfectly. Yeah. It it's trembling under the the heat, but this thing could have been at this for a century and, mm. and it wouldn't have changed. Um, finally, the three of you um, enter um, a massive domed room. Um, the the dome would uh, you can tell it's it's kind of a beautiful glass dome. Unfortunately, it's covered in gore, so the entire room is bathed in sort of a a sickly reddish pink light. Um, and in the center is um, sort of a massive um, cropping of stone that you can see actually this particular spot, there is no floor. Um, it's just the, the rock um, of this, this hill. And sticking out of it is a brilliant glimmering green blade um, that you recognize as the Sword of Zeriel. And standing in front of it is a woman um, wearing armor, um, she's got a sort of a scar across her face, um, and you recognize her as Yale from uh, the dream. From right? the dream, yeah. yeah. Uh, the woman who who defended Idol Glen. Um, and uh, as you walk in, um, you can see she's in the process of adding a tick to the wall. Um, all the ticks in the wall seem to already be there, but you can see her kind of going through the the motions of of adding another one. Um, and uh, she turns and looks at the three of you, um, and her eyes fall on you, Hambone. Uh, and she says, "Ah, the worthy one, you did make it." You talking to me? Yes. Oh. You, I, I think, I think I saw you. You, you were there, weren't you, at Idle Glen? Yeah, in a dream. You're Yale, right? I, I, I was some time ago. Yes. What do you mean? Oh, I've been been dead for for ages. So I, I I barely managed to keep my my soul alive here. This uh, this place is called Avernus. It's it. You must be careful. It is a bad place. You seem worthy of heart, but I must warn you: we are in hell. There will be demons. And she proceeds to give you like as though you're new, <laughs> like a full and it's full of drama. It's like Gandalf showing yeah. up to tell Frodo what's up. And Hambone would let her just go, just go <laughs> off. Yeah, Hambone would be like, yeah, uh-huh. uh huh, okay, just. <laughs> I'm sorry, we have a time limit. There is an army outside coming to take this sword and corrupt the cereal completely. Or slightly more, or keep her the same. Unclear. <laughs> <laughs> the stakes of the battle, I'm not sure of. Also, you keep calling him worthy, and I don't think he should make the final call on this. He'll just give anyone anything they ask for. But he was the one who... Who survived to win the day at Idleglen? He proved himself worthy of the sword of Zariel. Only he may wield it. But I also survived Idleglen. I was in the burning uh, building to the left. Were you awake? You didn't say stayed awake through. <laughs> you said survived. Wasn't I awake? Maud was awake. In okay. fact, saving another person. 
Well, yeah, what the shit? It was me. I'm she not, was I'm, saving I, you. Look, I'm not against Hambone being the chosen one. I just want to know, like, what the parameters. Hambone looks at Vernon like just like an idiot child and just like shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> what, me worry? Yeah. Um, what, me worthy? <laughs> um, Yale uh, also shrugs and she's like, I'm the ghost of a long dead warrior. My best friend turned into an avenging angel. I got to tell you guys, I don't really give a fuck. Um, <laughs> I need one of you to prove like uh, worthy, not just know that this sword will forever change you. Oh, what kind of change? Um, well, whoever takes up the sword will exist no longer. Okay. You that's, will- that's tempting for me, but continue. Uh, you've faced many trials to be here, and if you can redeem Zeriel, I, I pray that you do, but my part in this is over. Once someone takes up the sword, I will cease to exist. But it will also change you. It is it is a, a, a weapon unlike any other. Can it be used to bring Zeriel back to her true self and save the city that has been brought into Avernus by I, a companion? I know nothing about the city, but hopefully it can save Zeriel. But that will be, be up to you and, and up to her, I suspect. Oh, okay. Okay, straight honesty. If I take up this sword and I go dark or something, I don't know if you two could take me out. Mod, you've got a good chance. But I don't think it should be me. Also, I'm not really committed to this cause long term. I just want to get the city back. Mod, you came into Avernus seeking redemption. Do you feel like this is how you would go about it? I I don't know, but I don't think you should potentially be destroyed or no more or changed for the negative. I mean... I've never been destroyed before. I don't... It might be interesting. Technically, we fell in lava. That was very close. I melted, sure. Oh, I, different. Okay. I mean, you were the chosen one, but I, I, I don't want you to get hurt. Too too many people have been hurt. You, you're 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 a good you're a good person, and Werner's right. He shouldn't fucking take it. <laughs> Does that mean it's you, Maud? Or what do we do now? I, I, yeah, I mean, y'all can 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 take me if I turn dark, right? Or like Lulu can stomp me or something. Like, I mean, we'd give it our best shot. I'm sure I can. <laughs> Werner seems pretty confident. Hembon, do you agree with this choice? Are you asking me to kill you, Maud, if you become some kind of demon or monster? Look, I just want this... I just want to save the freaking city, all right? These people didn't deserve it. No more pain. Okay, if killing you means saving the city, I can help do that. Okay, we'll, we'll have to figure that out first. Let's not assume, but probably. Maud, you... Step up to the dais. <clears throat> you see the, the green shimmering hilt before you. And knowing this might be your chance for redemption, you reach out and you go to wrap your hand around it. Do you say anything to these two before you do? Hey, guys. When I'm gone, just promise to rage for me, okay? Uh, okay. Done. And don't fucking let the city go to shit. And I should kind of grab it. <laughs> so, Maude, you wrap your fingers, um, feeling um, for a brief second just the uh, 
sort of mortal nature of having kind of old arthritic hands and oddly in the way that sometimes this happens, um, oddly that's the sensation that you focus on and, and fixate on as you wrap your hands around it. Just these fingers have, have seen you through so much and the, the pain in them is earned, but maybe you have a, a chance to solve things. Um, and then you wrap your hand around the hilt. Give me your character sheet. Bye, Maud. <laughs> oh, he didn't rip it up. You begin to glow with angelic light. You rise up off the ground, the sword in your hand, and suddenly you shine with, with a holy light and a grin, a very unmod-like, very almost childishly happy grin spreads across your face. Your charisma becomes 20. <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> you feel kind of like a weird crick in your back and you roll your shoulders. And as you do, giant feathered wings sprout from them uh, and unfurl behind you, giving you a flying speed of 90 feet. Oh shit, I'm an angel. <laughs> your eyes become luminous pools of silver and you feel all the weight of age and mortality shake off you. Uh, you feel spry, you feel young, and more than that, you feel hopeful. Let's roll for some new personality traits, shall we? <laughs> We're just going to make a new character. Nope, not quite, uh, but so, sort of. So, um, Laura, go ahead and roll me a D8, please. Okay. Four. Um, well, this is good. This was pre-existing. Uh, you cut to the chase in every conversation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Uh, D6, please. You roll the same character. This is going to be extra funny. <laughs> yeah. Five. Uh, honor, the way you conduct yourself determines your reward in the afterlife. Now you're thinking about an afterlife. I think that's new, but the rest of it's pretty standard. <laughs> um, go ahead and roll for a bond, please. D6. It's gonna be Six. Like, you hate people shorter than you. Uh, the sword of Zeriel has chosen me. I shall not fail to wield it justly. Okay. And finally, I need you to roll for a flaw. Roll a D6. Five. <laughs> you have poor impulse control. I allow nothing to stand in the way of my crusade to eradicate evil from the multiverse. You're just like Mod Plus. <laughs> and we're just paid to unlock premium mod. Um, all right. So uh, in terms of the sword, um, the sword shines with uh, bright light in a five foot radius. Okay. Um, as a bonus action, you can intensify the light um, or dim the light. Um it has searing radiance, which means it deals an extra 2d8 radiant damage to any creature it hits, mm. or 3d10 if you're wielding it with two hands. An evil creature that takes this radiant damage must succeed on a DC 17 con save or be blinded until its next turn. DC 17? Yep. Okay. Uh, you gain advantage on all wisdom checks <laughs> on insight. Okay. Okay. And then you get two random uh, uh, extra bonuses that I have to roll for. Yay. From the DM book. So um, the two random features I rolled for you, Laura, um, one is illusion. So the item is imbued with illusion magic, which allows you to alter its appearance in minor ways. Um, so you can't, like, make it disappear. This but, is the sword? Yes. Nah. Um, but you can uh, make it look like a regular sword. You can make it look like um, sort of a regular weapon, mm -hmm. um, high its angelic nature. Um, the other thing you got um, is a, a trait called War Leader. 
which means that you can use an action to raise your voice uh, to carry clearly for up to 300 feet until the end of your next turn. Okay. Uh, and the final one is called Compass. You always know which way is north. Oh, cool. The it's, sword it's always up. points north. You actually can't swing it in any direction. <laughs> you have to swing yourself around the sword. Yeah, that's, right. yeah. that's how the south conquered the north and then just ran out of places to go. <laughs> and then the south was screwed when it held Jesus the sword and it became wept. the north. Yeah. <laughs> to um, all my foes, can you please get north of me? <laughs> that's right, yeah. Um, okay, so um, having obtained the sword of Zeriel, uh, the one thing that might be able to save her uh, or possibly destroy her um, you um, you kind of uh, float back down to the ground. Um, Yale bows to you and then sort of dissipates into mist. Um, and then Maud, newly changed, you look to your friends. What do you say? Oh, Hambone, you would have loved this. Ah, you look so different, Maud. Oh, my goodness. Wait, what the fuck are we standing around for? I got a sword. I'm going to fucking kill someone. And as you slam it into the ground, um, in classic, uh, like, superhero dropping or anime fashion, uh, the ground around you um, just kind of, like, implodes inward. Um, All the rocks around you just kind of float up into the air. And as you say that, the entire citadel rumbles, shatters, and blasts outward in kind of a um, an eruption of, of uh, bright gold, holy light. Um, the scab bursts. Uh, you hear the giant monster go, oh, finally, oh, fuck! Uh, <laughs> as uh, the radiant light uh, destroys it. And with a massive shockwave, um, the entire building kind of almost blooms um, like a flower. Um, and you're left standing as kind of um, glimmering particles fall to the ground around you on um, a hilltop. Um, and Mahadi's um, like, well, your timing's pretty good because we got trouble. Um, and Lulu's like, you look beautiful, just like she used to. Um, and uh, all of you kind of look past them to see a, uh, a golden vehicle driving at full speed towards you with a ravenous army of the undead. Uh, seems your old friend Theonor has come to end it. What she start to end what she started, and I lean back over my shoulder and whisper to the bow, "I am so glad that I am bone isn't some sort of weird angel now. Angels are bullshit." Amen. <laughs> and with that, you turn to face the horde. Our Vern is One Shot features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Elizabeth at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and of course, our awesome DM is Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker, that's M R K R on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunder Horse by Damiano Baldoni, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J A A. H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks for listening. Smash that subscribe button and show your love to One Shots. DJ One Shots out of here. <laughs> 
Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.